Hello and welcome to Simply Edifies Podcast. We are mothers, daughters, sisters, friends, and wives, but what unites us most is our place in God's family as daughters of Christ. Our goal is to encourage women as we navigate the messiness of life through biblical studies, personal stories, and practical tips that bolster our walk with Jesus daily. Thank you for joining us in our episode today. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about some favorite verses through different seasons and times in our life. So to kick things off, we're going to talk about what verses were our favorite when we were young. Both of us were um, saved at early ages and were thankfully raised in Christian homes and had the blessing of being taught the scriptures and were exposed to good Bible teaching through our entire lives. And we do not take that for granted. No, I really don't. I can honestly say that I love the Bible. Like it is my, it's just my favorite book. I love it so much, but a lot of that is because I learned to love it when I was young. I just see with my kids now, even how starting early, getting them exposed to the word and just listening to it on a regular basis really does develop a special bond and love for God and for the word. So Esty, what was your favorite verse when you were young? Well, when I was really young, I'm not sure. It was probably John 316 or something like that. Um, but as I got older, I remember through high school, and I feel like this is a really common one. I remember seeing it a lot um, at graduations and stuff, but it was Psalms 25, four through six. Show me thy ways O Lord, teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Oh, that's just four through five. But that was genuinely my prayer as a young person. I really wanted to know and understand who God was and what his what he wanted from me. And I think that I've made a lot of mistakes in life, but I think that that just like hunger, I think that God just answered that prayer. And, and has been so good to just put my feet on a path. And sometimes it's been a little windy, <laughs> but I really feel like, I don't know, that was just a, a very important verse to me. And I was talking, we were talking earlier, I had a Bible when, oh, I think my grandparents gave it to me in 93. So I was six years old and I still have it. Um, and I, but I had lost it for a while and I had highlighted so many verses in like Psalms and Proverbs, especially. And when I found it again, I had carried it through like college even, I think. But when I found it again, it was just so cool to look back and see the verses that were so special and important to me as a child and as a young adult or young person. And then how they they were prayers that were answered or they were things that God was still showing me in new ways or just like still really special to me, sometimes for different reasons. And um. It was just like another, it was like a gift. It's like a gift I got again. (laughs) I think that speaks of the fact that the word of God is alive, that it, when we look back, we can see how it spoke to us and it still speaks to us, but it, it changes as we change, you know, the, the, the message is applicable to us when we're young in different ways than when we're old. It speaks Um, to us differently and, and we receive it differently. Yes, through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. Those are great verses. Did you have a, a passage? Yes. Yeah. So the the passage that I claimed was actually 
Psalm 116, and it's really the whole chapter, but kind of specific verses that really stood out to me happened during a time when I was, I would say 17. So I got saved when I was nine and there was a period of time there where I kind of questioned my salvation. You know, we we hear a lot of sermons and not that it's right or wrong or whatever, but when you're not grounded in truth and, and what salvation is, you hear some sermons and you can think, oh, well, maybe, maybe I didn't repent right. So yes, there was times in my life that I questioned whether or not I was saved. And someone gave me some good advice. They said that if you are, or if you are not, the way to find out is to get in the word and pray about it. You pray, you say, God, please reveal yourself to me and let me know for sure. Am I saved or am I not? And if you feel conviction that you are not saved after doing that and praying about it, then you need to get saved. And so that's what I did. And I went to the word and I found Psalm 116 and it says, first off, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore, will I call upon him as long as I live. And then if you skip down to verse five, it says, gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. In those passages, God talked to me and he told me, I have heard you. I have answered you and I've listened to you. I am gracious. I am merciful. I have preserved you and I've helped you and you can return to your rest. So that was just a a major answer to prayer. And I have not doubted or wrestled with that issue of my salvation since that time. And I can say that I know that the Lord has heard me, not because I said the right words, not because my repentance was, you know, sometimes we can make repentance a work. Yeah. And I think in my mind, that's what I was doing. I was saying, well, maybe I didn't repent good enough, you know, but God told me, he said, I've heard your voice. And all of those things that I said that he's gracious and he preserved me. And when you're, you know, when you are saved, you are preserved. You, you are held in the father's hands and no man can pluck you out. And there is no losing that. That actually was a verse for me too. When I was questioning my salvation, that verse was like a, a big, a big help to me. Yeah. And if any of you who are listening will be struggling With that issue of questioning whether or not you are saved, I would give you the same advice that someone gave me, and that is to pray about it, that God would reveal the truth to you through his word, and then seek in the scriptures and find a passage that God will speak to you through and say, yes, you are my child, or no, you need to get this right. Because God will do that. He wants you to be saved, so he will use his word and you can know for sure. We waste so much time worrying and wondering and doubting. And I think it's really a way that our enemy distracts us from moving forward in our Christian walk. And I think that's why so many 
young people struggle with it because I think it's a very it's a very targeted attack. It is, and also the more you grow in the in the word, the more time you spend in the word, the more sure you are, and the more yes. solid your foundation is. So not yes. only praying and seeking out the answer to whether or not you are saved, but also just growing in your faith, learning different doctrines, the doctrine of justification, the doctrine of sanctification, like. These different words may not mean something to you right now, but they should. As a believer, all believers should know the doctrines of salvation so that we can grow and not question. And just for clarification, doctrine is is truth. It is. It sounds like such a big, I don't know if scary is the word, but it sounds serious and scary and maybe something you should just say for like your pastor or somebody else. But it's just it's just the truth about a subject. It's God's truth about a subject. And so you're just learning what God says about this particular subject, knowing it and understanding it and then and living it. Absolutely. That is I think sometimes because there's so much contention or surrounding certain topics that we try to shy away from. So we hear those words like doctrine and we're like, well, we don't want to get divisive. <laughs> But go to the word and God will reveal himself. And if you need some direction as to where to find some good, solid teaching and doctrine, please feel free to reach out to us and we would love to get you some resources. Anyways, back to our favorite verses or verses that have helped us at different seasons in life. Yeah. The next thing I was going to ask was, what's a verse that got you through a hard time? So for that one, I'd have to start by explaining the hard time, I guess. <laughs> the hard time really for myself, one of the hardest times, I guess, was when I had just had my twins. So Alethea was two and a half when the twins were born. Uriah was 17, 18 months, just barely. And then the twins were born. So I was a little overwhelmed. You had four children, two and under. Yeah. You had four children. <laughs> I did. Two and, under. And I was by myself. And then I would bring my kids and we would have like a million children. <laughs> two and under. Yes, that was funny. That was fun. <laughs> and I did not live near family. We were in Ohio. My family's in New York and Brian's family, my husband, his family was like three hours away from us in Ohio. And it was just emotionally draining, physically draining, um, scary time. And on top of that, I had like anxiety attacks and I'd never had any such thing in my entire life. And I never knew what it was, you know, like, I'm not a very fearful person to begin with. Like I'm, I'm not an anxious person to begin with. I mean, there's certain things that, you know, like I have a fear of heights, <laughs> but overall I wouldn't call myself a emotional or anxious person, but I was then. And I, and I had no idea why like it was just out of nowhere. It wasn't like I was thinking about how overwhelmed I was. I wasn't really miserable. I was happy. I liked that I had my twins. I liked that I, my children, I liked my husband, like it was kind of unexplained. And, and when things are harder, almost, yeah. yeah, When things are kind of like unexplained and there's no reason. And it kind of is just like physically affecting you because it would, I mean, my heart would race and I would get all sweaty and, uh, 
like wake up out of a dead sleep, just in a panic. And I, you know, no idea. So it was a little, it was, it was a lot of things. I don't really know how to explain it, but in those moments of panic attack, the only thing that I could do was quote scriptures, scriptures that I had already memorized things that I already had in my heart and my life. So this is why memorizing verses is so important because in the moment, you're not going to go through your Bible looking for something. You need it right then and there. Like in that moment, you need something to say, God, I will not be afraid because you are with me. Like in, in quote that verse to renew your mind, to make your mind calm down. So some of the verses that I would do in the moment that I would just quote were first Peter five, seven, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. God, you care for me. I'm putting this in your hands. I don't know what's causing this, but you care for me. I'm going to trust you with this. Hebrews 13, five, the last part of it says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God, you're right here with me. I might feel alone in this moment. I might think that the world is caving in around me, but you are here with me. I, you will not leave me. You'll not forsake me. Romans 8, 15, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And just being able to say, Abba, Father, please take me out of this bondage of fear. And another verse was be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So in those moments, when you feel like you're going crazy, like your brain is just not right. The, it says right there, the peace of God, which passes all understanding shall keep your heart and mind. So these passages and other ones like it were ones that I would just like I said, in that moment, recall to mind, I would sing different songs. Finally, my husband was like, okay, we've got to figure out what's going on. Like losing sleep and, and all of these other things is not good when you've got babies and you have to be able to live life. We found out that it was basically because of the nursing that it would bring on these panic attacks for some, whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know the human body well enough to, to say, but it, very strongly correlated with me trying to nurse the babies. As soon as I stop, the panic attacks stop, which I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for alternatives to nursing for that and because of that purpose. But there are people who are not nursing and that would not be the cause of their panic attacks. And the answer wouldn't be so simple. And I feel for you and I understand that it is difficult if you are in that situation, but I would recommend finding verses like this that you can just cling to and hold on to in those moments of desperation that you can go back to, to renew your mind and calm your heart. So those were my verses. Those are very good verses to have and be able to just pull out because maybe people haven't gone through exactly what you went through, but we all go through times where we need to remember that this situation, no matter what it, whatever's going on, whether it's our own mind attacking us or whether there's physical things we're dealing with or whatever, that God cares for us and he's in control of this situation. And that right there is really pivotal in um, changing our just our panic over it, I guess. I know you're talking about 
panic attacks. And I'm not trying to lessen that, just saying that Mm -hmm. there's an actual panic that can go on when you feel like things are just out of control, but they never really truly are out of God's control. Absolutely. So what would you say was a life-changing verse for you? Um, I have a couple, oh man, I could just, we could sit here for a while, but the one that just kept coming to mind was Romans 2, 4, where it says at the end of that verse, it says the goodness of God lead us to repentance. I'm paraphrasing, I think at this point, but I was just at a point where I was trying, I had been trying to live my own way for a really long time. I wanted to do what was right. And I also wanted to do what wasn't right. At the same time. And I tried for quite a few years to live like that. And it was pretty miserable. Anyway, on the outside, I think I looked pretty happy. I mean, I was doing a lot of things right. I was going to church. I had really good friends. I was in a lot of the right places, but I was still just making choices that weren't good. And then I got married, had my first daughter. And I remember I just knew I needed to make a change, but I just, God was so good to me. Like he just kept giving me, blessing me over and over and over again. And um, at one point I remember being like, I'm just messing up. I'm not doing enough. God must be like, so like something, something bad's about to happen. Like this is too good. What What's going on is too good. And God's going to get me. God's out to get me and like I know I deserve something bad and he just keeps giving me good things and then it just finally hit me that God's God was calling me back through his goodness Mm, yeah and I just had no choice but to just do a turn in my life I couldn't ignore God's goodness anymore and so that verse, um, even though I butchered it when I was quoting it, just, I don't know, it was very life-changing. And then also in um, 1 Corinthians 6, 11, I'm, I'm not good with references. I can pull phrases out of verses real well, but uh, references I struggle with. It says, in, in such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And even as a child, when the bad things I did were like, small in comparison to the sins that you get into as an adult. I just always struggled with guilt, like crippling guilt, which I think looking back was probably a little bit of just anxiety, (laughs) but also guilt. And I would just get hung up on things that were in the past. And as I got older, the things that were in the past were worse, you know? Um, But one day I just, I just realized that like, none of that is God. That's not from God. Like God is, you, you did this, you were like this, but you aren't anymore. And if you've repented and moved on, you've moved on. And God is not the one who's pouring that guilt on. That is either myself or or, or Satan. Um, but it's not, it's not from God. God sure. God draws us to repentance and God convicts us. But if if you've already moved on, then he has to. Sure. Much in and much before we ever even do. He move, he he says it's it's in the past. And so honestly. That part, of, that was a huge part of my life for years and years and years. And it's just not anymore. I do not live with guilt. I I mean, I sometimes, I'm not saying I never feel bad about anything that has ever happened, but it's not a crippling thing that changes my relationship with other people or with, or with him. That's a great testimony to have. That's a lot of people struggle with what I've done in the past, just like what you were saying. And to know that when God says, I've, as far as the East is from the West, so far have I removed your sin from before me, you know, God has chosen. He's, he has chosen 
to put the sin in the depths of the sea and to remember them no more. So we can choose to do that as well. And that's amazing. You have to choose that because again, just like the doubting of your salvation, it, it hinders you from moving forward and nothing that God is going to put in your path will keep you from moving forward. Very true. God wants us to draw close to him, draw nigh to me. And we can't do that when we're carrying around baggage. We were going to finish up with just talking about a verse that we use often when we're encouraging other people. Um, We were talking a little bit before we started recording, and we feel like this is a verse that we use all the time. (laughs) It comes up in repeatedly in our posts when we're speaking, um, when we're just sharing with people one-on-one, at least for me personally, I know. The verse is Isaiah 26. It's actually three and four. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. And why I love that verse so much is because this is one that I loved as a young person too. It just covers all the bases of trust God because he's trustworthy. Know God. If you know who God is, you can trust in him. And you know God by getting in his word and you keep your mind on him by being in his word. And all of that brings peace. It's it's just all right there in that, in that little passage of, and it's something that, you know, we, I mean, even just in what we were just saying leading up to this, we repeated that theme over and over and over again. Sure enough. And I love that it says in the last part of it for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. We talk to a lot of moms because we're moms. And one of the common threads of motherhood is being tired and in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. So another thing that goes along with that is just the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we, our joy and our life is in tune with God and we're spending that time that we need to, we can have the strength that passes understanding and the peace that passes understanding and all of the things. The things that aren't dependent on how much sleep you got the night before. Or how much coffee you had. Yeah. (laughs) Which is important. We got to have something that doesn't change and that is unshakable. And God and his word are the only thing that are. I don't know about you, but when life gets a little crazy and we don't know where things are going as far as like, you know, just even simple things like not simple, but like finances, for instance, or, or we've got a lot of things in our world right now on the big scale, uh, food shortages, gas prices going up, all of these different things that we can like just totally worry about. We can fixate on these things or whatever. This says whose mind is stayed. That word stayed it is a word that is implying fixed. It is fixated on God right? It's not moving. It's not going to be surrounded with troubles and problems of this life. It is fixed on God. So yes, these verses are just very applicable, I believe, to everyone in all walks of life. God wants us to be in peace, perfect peace, no matter what's going on around us. Well, that was that was pretty fun. I enjoyed doing that. And um, I think that we could have gone into a lot more verses, honestly, but I'm glad we. Yeah, I enjoy hearing other people's life verses. It kind of gives you a little insight into their life and their walk with God. And it helps, you know, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we fellowship in the word, 
we are growing our bond. So I love hearing other people's favorite verses or different verses that have helped them through different times in life. Join us again next time. Thanks for joining us and we will be back soon. We are honored that you chose Simply Edify to be a part of your day. If this episode was a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to our podcast as well as writing a review or giving us a rating? This would be such a help to our ministry. We would love for other people to find us, and this is one of the ways that they can. Thank you.